on the air live tonight, 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546 is the number. Online tonight. What do you know from funny, you bastard? Now, from the craziest city on the planet, this is Online Tonight, on the air toll-free at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. Welcome to Online Tonight. Greatly appreciate you including me in your weekend. This is Online Tonight, where we talk about tech, pop culture, and more. People always wonder, what is the more? Well, whatever you want to talk about. I love food, video games, comic books, 3D printers, raspberry pies. I guess that's tech. Uh, Amusement parks, ice cream. That's food. (laughs) Whatever you want to chat about. Best way to reach us, 1-800-39-ONLINE. It's our toll-free telephone number, 1-800-396-6546. You can also send us a text and an email. The text is 951-395-1017. Again, 951-395-1017. The email address, show at onlinetonight.com. Now, the email and the text are one way. You're not going to get a response from us. You're going to have to listen to the show to see if we get to your question or your text via email or text. And then uh, that's about it. So no real follow-ups. If you want to have a discussion, we can try things together then you want to call the toll-free telephone number. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers, so you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at olttv.com slash mint. That's olttv.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint right. The phone lines are open, 1-800-39-ONLINE. Victoria, you can also call her Vic. Just don't call her late for ice creams. Take in your calls, going through your emails and your text messages. If you have a minor under the age of 16, you should be aware of a new law that was just uh, passed in Florida. We're not going to get into the politics of it. I'm just going to give you the information. Uh, children under the age of 16 are now no longer to are no longer allowed to be on social media uh, with the following caveats. The bill targets any social media site that tracks user activity, allows children under 16 to upload material and interact with others, and, uh, and uses addictive features designed to cause excessive or compulsive use. I wanted just to s- highlight that the, that message has the word and in it. And I find that to be very interesting because it's not and or. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't understand all these things necessarily. But the word and is there. So it tracks people, allows them to upload, allows them to interact, and is addictive. That's like four things. So that's kind of a a large list because who's to say what's addictive and not addictive? I mean, you're going to have to bring in like psychiatrists and psychologists and people with psychology degrees, family therapists, and uh, addictive uh, substance specialists. I I feel like that's a huge gray area. 
And because you have to have all four of these things, maybe they, you know, it's going to be easy. Uh, one of the reasons why Florida decide to pass this bill is the amount of cyberbullying uh, predators that, you know, prey on kids and the increasing rate of self-harm in the state of Florida. So they are concerned that social media interaction with others, having things uploaded that, you know, they may regret later. Those might all be contributing factors to mental health. And we, uh, you know, I think maybe we should worry about that. And in some cases, I'm just not sure what the best way is in, in, uh, in those areas. Another, another location that is dealing with social media is New York City. They are suing uh, social media platforms over young mental health issues. Again, not sure that's the best way to, to attack it, but I'm not a mental health specialist, so I don't know. But New York City is suing a handful of social media networks, alleging that their platforms are designed to exploit kids, uh, especially in mental health. And it has cost the city over $100 million in health programs and services every year. The lawsuit specifically mentioned Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, uh, and the city of New York says that the platforms are responsible for an uptick in mental health issues among young people. Uh, these things include self-harm, as we talked about, uh, deep depression. I, You know, what's interesting is I never really thought about social media from a depression point of view. I guess if you put something up there and you – see, I go back to when I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, I was an actor, and I did, uh, did commercials and movies and TV and stuff like that. And something that was taught to me very early on is you, you can't look at the haters and, and absorb that internally and, and feel bad about yourself. On the flip side, you also can't look at your fans and the people who, who praise you because, again – you know, you don't want to have an overinflated eagle, ego. And I, I feel like the same thing could apply to social media. I mean, a lot of people are using social media to get, you know, the positive uh, attention from others. But with that comes the risk of negative. And sometimes, the, I mean, the negative, at least on some of the threads and stuff that I've seen, is is aggressive and very... Uh, not nice, but again, I go back to what I was taught and that is you can't, you can't take the praise and you can't take the negativity. You can't let those affect you in those areas. So then you wonder why, why post on social media? Maybe that's, maybe that's the bigger question. What do we, what do we actually need it for? Is it educational? Is it just, is it there for our enjoyment? Because if we're not enjoying it and it's making us depressed, Maybe we should uh, stop using it. I find these TikTok dances and these life hacks and some of the and the uh, I recently saw this really fantastic video of all the cruise ships leaving a port in I think it was Florida and ju- there was like ten of them and uh, you know they all kind of take turns and one portion of the video I thought it was really funny how one cruise ship kind of started to sneak out and then. It then very quickly went back to the dock, and then the giant virgin uh, cruise ship 
came forward, did a, a, a 180, and then went out the port. And by the time it went out, it was like a, a time-lapse video, right? And by the time it went out, all the lights were on. It was dark. You could see the sky. It was really, I got enjoyment out of that, not any depression out of that. But I also don't post things on social media to try to get a lot of feedback. How do I look in this outfit or this T-shirt or this, um, uh, what is it I just got in the mail the other day? A turtleneck. I don't, I am not looking for these, these uh, you know, things. I don't put them up there to try to get a response. I, I put them up there in some cases to hopefully be educational or promote an event or a charity or something that I'm doing. And I, I go in with the eyes of I want social media to be enjoyable for me. And therefore, I don't worry about all the nonsense that goes on with it. Uh, speaking of social media, the EU, as you know, has been very aggressive with several companies lately. Google, Apple. Uh, who else? Facebook. Well, they are now uh, probing into TikTok, looking to see how the addictive algorithm might and harmful content, some of the privacy concerns. Uh, the company is owned by a Chinese company, and some people are saying, at least they've been saying it in the U.S., that uh, they they data mine the, the heck out of you, and they capture a bunch of personal information that you may or may not want them to have or anybody to have uh, and so the EU is uh, looking at possibly putting them into the Digital Services Act that has to do with safety for minors and others and they are looking at the the privacy, age verification issues and the addictive nature of the service I am surprised that this has taken so long, this last article is food related uh, some of us have to have coffee every morning. Some of us have to have sodas every every day because they have caffeine in it. I know a lot of people are addicted to like Monster or Red Bull or stuff like that. It's been around a really long time, so I'm actually surprised that this company's taken so long to jump into the into the pool, so to speak. Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts is now selling caffeinated energy beverages, and uh, there's a there's a lot going on there. So you might check it out or maybe avoid it. Stay tuned. All right, this hour Geek Speak continues our trend for the weekend. Uh, yesterday it was mostly about Ethernet and the different technologies. Now we're talking about uh, megabytes and megabits and and things like that. We mentioned it briefly last uh, yesterday. And I wanted to share with you that the Geek Speak for this hour is Mega, M-E-G-A. This portion of the show is brought to you by Anchor. I've used other Anchor products, but I didn't realize that they are the world's number one mobile charging brand with over 200 million products sold worldwide. They've been a pioneer in the charging technology field for over 10 years. I'm very interested in the Powerhouse 767. Think of it as a giant battery-powered generator, so you don't have to add gas or diesel and pull the handle like you do on those Hondas and other versions. And it has a lot of ports on it. It has 13 different charging ports and outlets. It's great for RVs, 
home backup, outdoor recreation. You can find all the amazing Anchor products at OLTTV.com slash Anchor. That's OLTTV.com slash A-N-K-E-R. Now back to Mega. Mega is a unit prefix in the metric system denoting the factor of of 1 million. It has a unit symbol of capital M. Mega comes from the ancient Greek Magas. I don't speak Greek. Uh, it means great. So however you pronounce that, if you if you speak Greek, let me know the right way to say that because it has that little, you know, symbol over the top of the E. Give you a couple examples. Megapixel, megahertz, megabyte, or megabits. In some fields of computing, such as in a megabyte, it it doesn't actually mean 1 million. It means 1,048,576 because you know that computers talk in binary, which is 2, and 2 to the 20th power is 1,048,000. That's, that's this hour's Geek Speak. Mega. Online tonight. Listen. Rinse. Repeat. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. Those are also the exact same instructions on the uh, my bottle of shampoo. Uh, you can give us a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546, toll free. You can also send us a text, 951-395-1017, or you can email us like Bob did, show at onlinetonight.com. What would Bob like to ask us? Bob from Santa Rosa, California, wants to know... I have an iPhone 12 mini that I'd love to hold on to until they introduce another mini. I hate the big phones. My battery life says the maximum it will hold now is 80%. Should I be worried? All right, let's talk about the iPhone 12 mini. I am also a huge fan of the 12 mini. I believe I have one. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think that's what I'm using right now. Uh I don't know that the new iPhones are going to be coming in a smaller form factor until they come out with a foldable one, but you always have the SE, and uh, keep an eye on that. There's going to be a new SE coming out soon, and I'm in this very similar situation as you are. I am watching my battery very carefully right now because I'm also at 80%, And but what does it really mean? Uh, and should you be worried? I don't know about worried, but you should keep an eye on it. Uh, because what happens is Apple says that your battery's condition should be between 80% and 100% when you get the phone. It will be within that range for up to 500 complete charge cycles. And that's if you have an iPhone 15 or less. When the iPhone 15 came out, Apple made some improvements to the battery technologies where they are designed to retain 80% of the original capacity up to 1,000 charging cycles. And I'm not going to get into the, all the details about what constitutes a charging cycle, but it has to do with how often it goes from 100 to zero. And then it, you know, even if you use 20% of the battery one day and then you charged it up and you use 50% of the battery the next day, that's 70%. And then, et cetera, et cetera. And that comes to a, a charging cycle. So there's some math and calculations. And it's still a little bit vague to me on what constitutes a complete charging cycle. Uh, there are tools out there that you can get, uh, at least on a Mac, coconut battery. 
I look at that and it gives me cycle counts for both my laptop battery and my phone battery when it's when it's plugged in. At a certain point, though, however, your battery is going to uh, degrade. Oh, one other quick comment that Apple made. They said that you should be able to get 500 complete charges on your iPhone 12 mini under ideal conditions. And then they don't tell you what an ideal condition is. I think it has to do with weather, temperature, humidity. If you leave it plugged in for too many hours, like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, uh, that might affect your battery performance. Do you let it go all the way down to zero? You know, so they haven't really outlined what an ideal condition is. Uh, but uh, the other thing is, and one one of the reasons why I'm keeping an eye on it is that, of course, you can have Apple replace the battery. I think it's $100 now. But if you really like your phone and you don't want to go spend another seven $800, Bob, on a new phone, maybe that $100 investment is worth it to you so that you can, you know, because that's the thing that's going to give you the most trouble. You've got two main problems with, with iPhones or smartphones in general, and that is the CPU overheating and the battery degrading over time. And so if you really like that product, then you may want to make the investment in getting a new battery. And I would encourage you to get something like coconut battery or something like that so that you can see what your cycle times, what your cycle charging cycles are. And then if you are in the 700 range on your 12 mini, you might seriously consider going to get uh, another battery replacement because it wasn't designed to, to be between 80 and 100 after 500 cycles. So hopefully that answered your question. If you have anything else, feel free to give us a call, 1-800-39-ONLINE, or you can send us an email again. Well, we talk about wearables all the time, and one area of wearable that I have not had much experience in, uh, some of the wearables I have experienced in, it was, of course, the you know the AR goggles like, like uh, Google had for a while, the Google Glass, that's a wearable. I have an Apple Watch. Uh, I had a Fitbit. I've had, you know, several different types of wearables that I I find interesting that track something here and there. But I have never really looked at the rings. I know someone has, uh, that personally uses the ring, and it has to do with their anxiety levels. And their, they, they also claim that it does... Uh, you know, energy levels and, and things like that. It's not really checking for blood sugar and things like that, but uh, Samsung showed off the Galaxy Ring at a show this week, and it was kind of their first work. It's called the Aura, or it's spelled O-U-R-A, uh, and so they're very excited to to share with you that, and it will be available sometime this year. Uh, and you can even personalize it. So you can uh, maybe have it engraved. It's got a bunch of little sensors in it. So it's something that you might be interested in. What kind of wearables are you into? Do you have the watch? Do you have a smartwatch? Do you use the ring? Are you using like the Apollo uh, vibrating watch? What kinds of things are you interested? Give me a ring. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Let's have a chat. It's online tonight. Stay tuned.
Online Tonight is live and on the air at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online Tonight. I love that we're doing this. And I love that it's risky. All anyone ever does in this business is follow the pack. All right, before I start this uh, segment, I wanted to share this text from... Brenda in Gainesville, Florida. Brenda, thank you very much. Yes, I was trying to uh, share with you some extra information on the Samsung Galaxy Ring. And I think I may have said that uh, the name of their ring was Aura. And Brenda made it clear that she uses an Aura, which is like the the leading one in, in the space right now. And that's who Samsung's going over. So if I misspoke and said the name of the Galaxy Ring, Samsung's Galaxy Ring is called the Aura, then I appreciate the correction. Uh, Those things don't, you know, uh, getting the right information makes us all smarter. And I greatly appreciate Brenda in Gainesville for sharing that with me. And I didn't know about the Aura. I I think I saw it at CES, but because it was a ring, I didn't really see what the value was, especially having a, you know, an Apple Watch and a Fitbit and some of these other things, but I guess the the Aura is a popular and the market leader in the ring space. So again, thank you very much for that. If you'd like, I'm Max, by the way, name of the show, online tonight. If you'd like to reach us, the toll-free telephone number is available, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? Also, we take your text, your emails, and your phone calls, of course. If you want to text or email, 951-395-1017. Email address show at onlinetonight.com. It is about 22 minutes before the hour. Google has, an, you know, with all the controversy from Google last uh, week, and we gave you the timeline on yesterday's show. If you missed any portion of that, you can head over to onlinetonight.com, check out the podcast for the Saturday show. You can check that out. But Google also announced this week that they have opened up something called Gemma, G-E-M-M-A, for free. And what it is, it's, uh, they call it open AI. It's not open source, but it is kind of a language model that you can include into your projects. And as we discussed before, so if you're writing your own AI or maybe you're developing something for internal use or something like that, it might be interesting to you. But the language model, as we discovered yesterday, was not is not everything that there is to be. Obviously, the content content management layer of the image generator that AI had been using had uh, had the appearance of a bias and was limiting what people could generate and not generate. And so, there's a lot of different layers. There's a lot of components that go into AI. But one of the tougher ones, of course, is this language model. And we, t- we talked a little bit about how, you know, it, it takes numbers and, and it matches it to words or concepts inside the database or whatever word you want to use. 
Uh, just if you want quick specs, if you're developing something, uh, Gemma 2B has over 2 billion parameters. Gemma 7B has 7 billion parameters, and they are available both pre-trained, and you can incorporate those into your AI system if you are so inclined. I have an interest in AI, but I clearly am not going to be uh, writing my own, though if things end up really bad, you know, I may end up having to find myself a, a cabin in the woods and, and just start developing AI stuff. That might be fun, but you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't buy me salmon and sushi and, and things like that, at least not right now. Google's Chrome has a new AI and what people are finding very interesting is that of course it will, uh, give you, uh, suggestions for completing online reviews, forums, messages, if you uh, forms and forums, a forum would be kind of like a Reddit where a bunch of people get together and and they have a, a title and a and a question or a comment. Quora being another one, you got a question and then you got a bunch of people who who provide answers or comments. You can now use this AI to help you craft better sentences. And in a way, I feel that that's kind of what Grammarly does, right? If I'm trying to write a new marketing thing or I'm trying to attract a new sponsor or I'm, I'm trying to find the answer to something that is complex and I need it kind of simplified, you know, you, this AI might be perfect for that. But if it's just writing, you know, copy or a, a nice salutation or a nice opening statement, I feel like Grammarly kind of does that already. And is, is Grammarly using AI? They must be, right, if they're going to be helping you create things. But this is now available uh, to help you write in your Chrome browser right there. And it gives you a lot of different things. Uh, apparently, you need to have Chrome M122, which is the latest one that I think came out uh, earlier in the week, maybe Monday or Tuesday of, of uh, last week. And the new writing assistant is available to try out on Mac Windows. Uh, it's currently English only right now, and it's available to users in the United States. So if that's interesting to you, then you want to check it out. The S23, as we talked about, Samsung Galaxy S23, the demo for that was just fascinating with the circle to search and uh, you know a lot of those really neat things Samsung has said that the new AI feature will be available in March as part of the lineup. Uh, it will be included in both the S23 FE, the Galaxy Z Fold 5, the Galaxy Z Fold Flip 5, I believe that's what it's called, and the Galaxy Tab S9. And it will be incorporated into all of those units right there in March. I guess if you can get your hands on a Galaxy S23 now, the AI is already in there. So that's that's good. Uh, Galaxy AI is scheduled to arrive as a software update in late March. And they want to bring the feature, the AI, the new AI feature to over 100 million Galaxy users uh, this year. I don't know if they're going to just throw it all out in, in one shot or if they're going to have... It, it, I remember back in the day when we had uh, certain Palm Pilots or different things that we used to carry around with us. 
that software updates would get rolled out to select people at select times. So are they going to make this this upgrade available to all 100 million Galaxy users in in one in one batch? It, it seemed interesting the wording that they used in their press release, and that is, we want to make the feature available to the 100 million Galaxy users throughout this year. So it made me think that maybe they're going to, you know, kind of push it out s- slowly. And I don't know how you how you control that. Obviously, when you go to your settings and you say, is there an update available? And it says yes or no, then you can download it. But I wonder, if, you know, how they're controlling that. It's, uh, that might be interesting. There's another company, and I, I'm never really good at how to say it. It's spelled X-I-A-O-M-I, and I call it uh, Shami or Shami. Shami, is, uh, that's what I'm going to go with, Shami. Uh, they have the new 14 Ultra, and it has a one-inch camera sensor with four AI uh, kind of different settings in there. And it also supports, you know, two-way satellite calling and texting, similar to what Apple had on the iOS phones where you could uh, do emergency calls via satellite. I don't know if those were two-way, but um, as part of the crash detection and if you had no service, it would use the satellite. And so that was that was uh, a pretty neat feature. Uh, show... Sh- I'm going to get it wrong again. Xiaomi, going to go with Xiaomi, uh, is, you know, really trying to catch up with uh, Apple and and um, Samsung. And they are using Sony's new second-gen one-inch mobile camera sensor. Uh, so they're very excited about that. You should be able to get some fantastic photos off of that. And so my question to you would be, what kind of phone are you using? And how much do you rely on the camera options from the phones? Now, I know that Jennifer used to really be very big into the phones and the camera sensors on there. And she used to get, you know, the most expensive phone. Uh, But I also noticed that she's gone back to using Canons and and other uh, DLSR type cameras. So what is it that you're using? 1-800-39-ONLINE is our toll-free telephone number. Online tonight. Stay tuned. This hour's bookmark this, which we try to give you someplace that's fun to go to, or at least educational, is spaceplace.nasa.gov slash leap hyphen year. And what is leap year? If you're not sure, this site shares the simple scientific reason why we will have an extra day this month. In case you forgot, we have an extra day this month of February, which I think is what, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't even know. Today's the 25th. Leap, leap year, extra day, Thursday, 29th. So there you go. Why do we have it? What's it for? How is it calculated? Is it because our, our Earth is not exactly round? Well, you can get all that information at spaceplace.nasa.gov slash leap hyphen year. That's this hour's bookmark. This brought to you by Southwest Airlines. 
Southwest offers flights to over 100 destinations in 42 states, plus Puerto Rico, Central America, Mexico, the Caribbean. Find out more about all the destinations you could include in your next vacation at OLTTV.com slash SWA. That's OLTTV.com slash SWA. Online tonight. Where beauty is only a dimmer switch away. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right, so a little bit behind the scenes on how the radio station works. Either somebody pushes the button or I have to push the button. And sometimes the touch screen, you push the button and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work. So there you go. Uh, maybe I need to wash it or maybe I need to stop eating these Girl Scout cookies and getting this oil all over my fingers. A little update on uh, Apple Vision Pro. We told you not too long ago that, uh, you know, it's about the time when people who were buying them were sending them back and uh, or deciding to keep them. You had this 14-day window or whatever, and, the, you know, the re- there's always some kind of returns, especially on newer technology. Sometimes people would buy things just so that they could review it on the Internet or take a bunch of photos so that they could kind of, you know, spread it across their Instagram Back in the old days, we'd call those posers uh, or or fakies. And so sometimes that's what happens. People will buy something just so that they can show it off and then they will return it. But there are legitimate reasons why people might want to return something, especially when it's $3,500. Uh, and one of them happens to be that these random screen cracks apparently have been uh, happening and more and more of them have been piling up, according to uh, certain sites that are tracking things. I think I saw a a thread on uh, Mac Rumors as well as CNET and several other places. Uh, a lot of people were saying that uh, you know the screen just cracked. I didn't do anything. I've only had it at home, and I had it on the coffee table, and I. Uh, it's not like I took it outside. I wasn't riding my exercise bike. I didn't crash into the wall. And uh, a quote from somebody over on Reddit said, quote, for the last three days, I have never used my Vision Pro outside of my bed. And whenever I'm not using it, I always have it on a soft. I also always have the soft cover on it. And the unit has never been dropped or anything like that. And I just noticed a crack last night. I wonder what caused the crack and whether it's a manufacturing defect or not, end quote. And so there you go. Will Apple respond to it? Have you seen how much it costs to get your Vision Pro, Apple Vision Pro fixed? Especially if you don't have the $499 Apple Care. So it'll be very interesting to see how Apple responds. So far, I haven't really seen anything uh about about it right now no statement no official statement from them that i've seen but i will keep an eye out for it are you using the apple vision pro i'd love to talk to you 1-800-39 online 1-800-396-6546 would love to uh see what your feelings are about it uh recently here in in southern california the san diego police department said Hey, why don't we cross the street the old way? Let's take our headset off. Let's cross the street like responsible adults 
And uh, then put when you get to the other side of the road safely, then you can put your thing back on and bump into the trees or whatever it is that you want to do. But let's not cross a busy street where a 3,000, 4,000 pound vehicle could just crash into you. Let's let's go old school school and use our eyes and our wits and cross the street. Partly because, you know, what you're seeing in your in your headset is not real time. It's near real time video, but it's not perfectly real. And the and the peripheral vision and all the other things that you get that we have as as humans, you know, might be uh, diminished or not as clear uh, when you have the goggles on. So, you know, they have some interesting points. I don't need the state of California giving me any more uh, babysitter tips necessarily. We're all grown adults. But, uh, you know, I think safety is is important. And I've always said who's responsible for safety. And the answer is I am and you are. So take your your safety personally and responsibly. So there you go. That's off my soapbox for right now. So, sounding too much like a like a parent. Uh there have been some very interesting gatherings lately of people who are wearing their $3,500 Apple Vision Pros. There's been a couple clubs that have opened up where people can uh, go dancing. They dress up in funny little garbs and they put their their headsets on and they get out there and they and they dance around. This uh, I, I got a tip from somebody the other day, and they said, uh, if you're going to have a Vision Pro, Apple Vision Pro, get some AirPods or get some kind of earbuds or something because the speakers that are in the strap, that, it points out to everybody. So if you're on a call, everybody can hear it. If you're watching a movie that you know is maybe rated PG-13, rated R, or not rated, uh, we can hear all the dialogue and the moans and the groans and all those things. So it would be more effective if you had AirPods or something like that to go along with it. And that was kind of my question. Are people that are going to these headset dances, are they listening to the DJ or are they listening to their own mix, so to speak? Hey, don't forget we have a brand new merch store. You can head over to OLTTV.com slash store where you can check out totes and mugs and uh, shirts clocks, all kinds of fun stuff. Check that out if you're interested. And don't forget, you can always go to OnlineTonight.com where you can check out the show notes for each and every show. We also have the podcast there. You can listen to it right there on the page. You can download it or you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast and that way it'll be delivered to your phone or to your iTunes each and every time we have a new episode. It's Online Tonight. Stay tuned. Online Tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host, Maxwell Smart. Producer and other hats worn by Victoria Smart. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers.
We're taking your calls right now at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online tonight. Your future is in his hands. Now, from the craziest city on the planet, this is Online Tonight, on the air toll-free at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. That's me. I am Max. Welcome to Online Tonight. We talk about pop culture, more tech, more tech, tech and more, all those things. I love to talk about uh, things that I think are cool or geeky or uh, also love to talk about things that you're interested in. Give us a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. You can also send us a text or an email. Our email address, show at onlinetonight.com. Our text, 951-395-1017. Again, 951-395-1017. But the best way to get into the show is, of course, to call our toll-free telephone number at 1-800-39-ONLINE. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at olttv.com slash mint. That's O-L-T. TV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? All right. Victoria's got her coffee. She's ready to take your emails, your text, and of course your calls at 1-800-39-ONLINE. The majority of this hour, we are going to talk about Apple News, a lot of Apple News. Uh, In case I didn't mention it, there's going to be a lot of Apple News. And then, of course, we're going to talk about some other items, mostly, of course, the... Just phones. We're going to talk a little bit about phones. We saw some new um, Motorola phones that we were going to share with you later. And then a very famous toy may have a phone coming out. And then something that I like to call the battery phone. Uh, But let's start with our Apple news. Uh, If you are interested in uh, Major League Soccer, uh, being British or having British heritage, uh, we, we watched a lot of football, as they call it or soccer, uh, growing up, played it, dad coached it. Uh, we spent a lot of weekends and during the week evenings going to see relatives, cousins, aunts, uncles, brothers, siblings, etc. play uh, various forms of people kicking the ball and running back and forth. If you are a big fan of MLS, you can now get the season pass on Apple TV uh, starting here in 2024. America's top soccer league is back, according to Apple. And if you are fans of uh, Messi and uh, Hernandez and you want to see them in action, then you can head over to the Apple TV and sign up for the MLS season pass. I was trying to see how much extra it is. I believe that for the entire season, it's like 100 bucks, But I believe that you are able to buy... Um, they used to be able to just buy a game here and there, uh, but I'm not sure if they're doing that now. If you have uh, 
Apple TV on your phone or on your TV or things like that, you can pay $15 a month or you can pay uh, $9.99 for the entire season. But if you already are a subscriber to Apple TV Plus, the streaming service, you know, for things like Constellation and Ted Lasso and all the other C and all the other wonderful uh, productions that Apple TV Plus offers, uh, they're going to reduce that. They're going to give you a discount to $13 a month or only $79 for the MLS season pass. So if that's something that you're interested in, then uh, you might be you might want to look into it. Apple is uh, jabbing at Spotify. Now, you know that, uh, maybe you don't know this, but a lot of the uh, European Commission rules, uh, why, was, why was the EU Commission looking at Apple in the first place? Well, a lot of people are saying that uh, Spotify went out of their way with lobbyists and other complaints in, in Europe to say how, you know, how bad Apple is and how evil they are and, and things like that. So, uh, and it's rumored that Apple's going to be fined a lot of money over there for uh, making it more difficult for streaming services, music streaming services in particular, like Spotify. Uh, so they are kind of talking about their relationship with Spotify, and they're saying that, hey, we, Spotify would not be as big as they are now. This is Apple's words, not not mine, and I'm not jumping into the politics of it at all. I don't know the behind the scenes. I'm just reporting to you what what I uh, have heard and seen. Apple is saying that you know one of the reasons why Spotify is as big as they are is because of the App Store. Apple has made Spotify available on the App Store pretty pretty early on. You can get your subscriptions there. Of course, Apple gets their thirty percent. Uh, you can run the app. We don't throttle it. We, you know, all of these things. We've given them developer tools. We've given them marketing on the App Store page. We, we've really helped them in that area. And you know, we have a, a music service, sure, but we're not doing anything nefarious to try to to get people to cancel Spotify and switch over to us. Apple feels they have a better service. You know, they've they've treated. Uh, the way music discovery is done differently than Spotify, but I know a lot of people who absolutely love Spotify. And Apple is saying, hey, what Spotify is trying to do now through the European Union is have access to our millions and millions of users and use our servers for automatic updating and, and, and uh, you know, the, the streaming services and the, and the, developer kits that make all of the audio sound so great on our, our devices and through our AirPods and all that stuff. Apple is saying that Spotify wants to use millions and millions of dollars worth of their technology and not have to pay anything for it. How is that fair? If you went and you, this again is what Apple is saying. And uh, one of the metaphors that I heard was, uh, that's like saying you got to give me the gas for free so that I can drive my car to the grocery store. Well, no, you got to pay for the gas to get your car to go over there. If you want to be in the store, then the and use Apple's tools and technologies that they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars to develop, then there has to be, you know, there has to be a, a give and take. You got to pay something, and this kind of also goes to you know Epic's battle with Apple. They used a lot of the the metal frameworks and a lot of the developer type stuff. And then they, they complained about the, the fees. So, you know, Apple is not too happy right now with Spotify. 
and we'll see how that goes. Just a quick update. I thought this was pretty interesting. This came out uh, regarding the global share of top-selling smartphones of 2023, and I'm going to give you the top 10, if I can, very quickly. Coming in at number 10, with 1.3% of the market share, was the Galaxy A14. Number 9, the Galaxy A04. Number 8, the Galaxy A14. You notice how those bottom three are Galaxy, Samsung, in the top 10. Well, the rest of them are Apple products. Number 7 was the iPhone 15, the regular one. Number 6, the iPhone 15 Pro. Number 5, the iPhone 15 Pro Max. And then we get into my territory. Number 4, the iPhone 13. Number 3, the best-selling phone of 2023. The iPhone 14 Pro came in at number 3. At number 2, the iPhone 14 Pro Max. And the number one selling phone with almost 4% of the entire market share worldwide of phone sales is, I think I, do I, I might even have like a little, uh, no, I don't have that on here. Uh, drum roll, I was going to get a drum roll, but that's okay. Uh, coming in at number one of the best selling smartphones of 2023, the iPhone 14. So out of the top 10, seven of them are Apple products. I don't always like to report on rumors and speculation and things like that, but these next couple are uh, rumors and speculation. Apparently, the new camera uh, mount for the iPhone 16 was released on social media last week, and it looks like the new camera uh, has a uh, vertical uh, camera mount, and it looks a little bit bigger, so it looks like they, they might be using a larger sensor. So that's a rumor. Uh, Apple has been testing foldable screens, and they're not very happy with it. And then the Apple Watch may be getting a sweat sensor. Patently Apple is sharing that one of the latest rumors of the Apple Watch uh, that's coming soon, and this is based on them finding a patent about it, is that it is designed to automatically start when it senses perspiration that means you're exercising. Well, no, maybe you're in an awkward social situation while you're talking to someone you like. Who knows? Stay tuned. All right, Geekspeak, what are we doing here? Well, Geekspeak is where we take a phrase and we turn it into plain English right before your very ears. And continuing our theme of this of this day in this hour, it's Giga, G-I-G-A. We'll get back to that in just a moment. Geekspeak is brought to you by Paramount Plus, your favorite Nickelodeon shows, all the Star Trek series, the Transformers, and if you're a uh, Mission Impossible fan or uh, that little guy... If you're a big fan of his work, then Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now available. Tom Cruise. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Find out all they have to offer at OLTTV.com slash stream. OLTTV.com slash stream. And I found it very interesting. I saw him at the Oscar party one time, and we are exactly the same size. But we don't have the same bank account. All right, now back to Giga. 
Giga is a unit prefix in metric system denoting one billion. So it's bigger than mega, even though it's earlier in the alphabet. I always find that very interesting. It has the symbol of capital G. Giga is derived from the Greek word giga. I don't know how to speak Greek, so giving me those are not helpful. I need a, I need a, a Greek person. I probably could look this up on the internet, find out how to pronounce it, but ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, that's a meme from the internet. It all it means giant, by the way, in in Greek. Uh, examples would be gigabit Ethernet, gigahertz, gigabyte. And what's interesting is that it can actually uh, be pronounced in different ways. I'll tell you about that in just a second, but let me give you the, the numbers again. Remember that computers use binary twos. So uh, a billion, which would be two to the 30th power, is actually one billion, 73 million, 741,824. So that's why if you look at you know, the size of a hard drive or the size of your RAM or whatever, it won't be an even number. It'll be all these strange variations of numbers depending on what it is. Uh, in English, the prefix giga can be pronounced with a hard G as in giggle or a soft G as in gigantic. And if you remember the famous line from 1985's Back to the Future, he says, one point something gigawatts instead of gigawatts. And so there you go. A little pop culture reference to go with your geek speak. That's this hour's geek speak. Giga. No boy or Girl Scouts were harmed in the production of this show. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. However, a lot of Girl Scout cookies have... Uh, been chewed up during the last few hours here on the show. Uh, feel free to give us a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. You can also send us a text, 951-395-1017, or you can email us your questions or comments, show at onlinetonight.com. We have a question from Susan. This comes from Susan in North Carolina. She didn't share her city. I've heard that iOS 17.4 is going to be a big update. Is it a good idea to update right away or wait? If I should wait, how do I make sure my phone doesn't auto-update? All right, Susan from North Carolina. Where uh, We went to North Carolina. Where did we go in North Carolina? Did we go? Was there an amusement park in North Carolina that we liked? Uh, was Carowinds in... North Carolina. We also went to the coast. We spent most of our time in North Carolina on the coast. Is that where Moorhead City is? That is where Moorhead City is. Oh, my City goodness. Is. Wow. Geography. Huh. Give me a B plus for effort. Uh, just very quickly, let's see how you find out if your auto update is turned on. You go to uh, your settings in, on your iPhone. You go to general. You click on software update, and it'll say automatic updates on or off. I personally, I always have mine set to off. I do not like updates that I'm not ready for. And I'm always checking uh, shows like Online Tonight. I'm checking uh, forums to see what people are, are excited about or having problems with. And so I always have my updates off. Automatic updates is always off. And then uh, it will uh, 
Apple's pretty smart about giving you information. It'll say, hey, there's an update. Like I, I got a, a notice earlier in the week that said 17.3.1 is available. Would you like to upgrade now or you want to wait? Uh, and I went ahead and I did the update. And my recommendation is I wait for the dot one. So if you are interested in 17.4, which has a lot of very interesting features, a little bit more about that in just a minute, you can uh, you can wait until you get to uh, 17.4.1. Now, not everybody is like Miss Victoria, who's still in the 16s. Uh, for whatever reason, Miss Victoria does not like to update her phone very often. And then when I try to get her to look at a setting or find something for me, it's not there. It's not the same. And so sometimes that's a little bit frustrating. Why is it that you don't like to update your phone, Miss Victoria? I fear change. <laughs> but life has changed. Everything has changed. Every- I mean, the prices of your uh, yogurt has changed. The price of gas has changed. Your car has changed. You got a new car. It's it's a learning curve thing. Okay. But they don't make huge, significant changes to the way things are sometimes. But we can't find... We can't find something. Some they reorganize things. They say, you know what, this setting should really be under this thing instead of over there. Like the whole iPhoto sync thing ended up in your iCloud account under iCloud and not under Photos. It was, you know, that change was a little bit weird. Uh, but you don't always have to update right away. I, I recommend that you try to stay somewhat current and not be as far behind the curve as Miss Victoria. What are you even on right now? 16.4? 16.6? You're in the 16s. Am I? I... You don't even know. That's okay. Don't worry about it. You don't have to look it up. Uh, And you want to make sure that there's room. It's going to have, apparently it's going to be a good size. And as we talked about last show, uh, for the person who was traveling and wanted to have room for your photos, you'd want to do the same kind of thing uh, for your update. In fact, sometimes... My phone is full of videos, especially if we've been to an event or uh, to Disneyland or Disney World or CES. My phone was full of videos and photos and things like that. So I even tried to add an app. I tried to do an update. It said, I'm sorry, your device is full. Please free up some space. And Apple gives you some really nice tools where you can, where you can do that. You can go into your settings. You can go into general And then you can go down to iPhone storage and you can see exactly how much you have used up. And, uh, you know, you can then figure out what you want to free up. In some cases, synchronizing your photos with the cloud or or deleting a game that's five gigabytes might be enough to get your update on there if that's what you want to do. And don't forget, you can always re-download the game or you can always uh, grab your photos from the cloud or from a backup on your computer. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, One other quick thing is if you are a big user of the iMessages feature, uh, it already has end-to-end encryption in 17.4, but 17.4 is going to be adding a new uh, type of uh, encryption that will be harder to attack with quantum computers and things like that. So if if your privacy is important to you, especially in the messaging area, uh, then you you definitely want to keep an eye out for when 17.4 comes out. Expect it in March. It's online tonight. Stay tuned.
Looking around for the phone number? It's 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Thank you, David. Online tonight. Who is this guy? I don't know. Until we find out, keep a lid on it. Three fifty-seven Magnum, the original point-and-click interface. This is online tonight. Now here's Max. Thank you so much for joining me. Greatly appreciate it. Twenty-four minutes before the hour. My name is Max. The name of the show online tonight, where we take your tech questions or anything to do with tech, pop culture, or more. Give us a ring one eight hundred thirty-nine online one eight hundred three nine six six five four six. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey. It's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? You can text us, 951-395-1017, email show at onlinetonight.com. And, of course, Victoria is ready to take your calls at 1-800-39-ONLINE. I love inventing, and part of inventing is creating a prototype or showing, uh, you know, creating something that does what you want. It might be ugly and bulky. And uh, as an example, one of the prototypes that I got to see in person, which I thought was fascinating, was for a robot character that may or may not be walking around Disneyland someday. Uh, and it was a, it was a self-propelled walking uh, thing. And initially it was suspended by wires so that when it inevitably fell over, it didn't get damaged. Uh, and so that's kind of, that, you know, that's a prototype and it has, it doesn't look great and it didn't have any skin on it. It was just a bunch of bare metal. And then some of the prototypes that I've made are not pleasant to look at like i have this one item that i'm working on right now and it uh attaches to your hat or your face or your lapel and the prototype for that is just horrible to look at it's definitely not a finished product uh but motorola this last week i believe at the mobile world congress showed off a prototype of a phone that they think is could be very interesting based on what i saw it looks it looks kind of cool because it's bendable it's kind of like a candy bar style phone so so think of it as like a an iphone or a samsung s23 or whatever but what makes it interesting is that it bends it can bend you can bend it where you can even make it stand up on its own you can create like a little s curve near the bottom and it basically turns itself into a stand but more interesting is that you can make a half circle or a bracelet out of it. And so you could wear this around your wrist. Now, the prototype that they showed doesn't stick to your arm well. And so they have like this little extra magnet bracelet that it then secures to so that it doesn't just go flying off. But I'm sure that they'll figure out something. And when I was a kid... Uh, and this was even before my time, we had a cartoon character called Dick Tracy. And one of the things that was awesome about him was that he had a watch phone. He had a phone that was a watch. And that was just way ahead of its time. And, of course, we had the Jetsons. 
And my my namesake, I'm named after a TV character from the 1960s, and he had a shoe phone. And then, of course, one of my favorite TV shows is Futurama. And I found this article over at CNET by Andrew, and Andrew and I have a lot of a lot in common. We're huge Futurama fans, and we've always been fascinated by Leela's smart device that's on her wrist. She could do a lot of things with that. And, and that's pretty neat. So this Motorola looks very interesting. And it'll be interesting to see uh, if they decide to make it into a full-fledged uh, thing. And that's always the problem with these types of trade shows or events. We have the same problem at CES. Sometimes at CES, like we did in January, we go and we see something. And we're like, oh, that's going to be really cool. And then it never actually makes it to market. Or it takes five years to get it to market, and by then there's something even better that's already out. Uh, so, you know, this looks really interesting, and I'm very curious to see if Motorola will turn this into something usable. I don't know if you know the history of, of Motorola, but they're they're very interesting. They're one of the first companies that came out with the brick phone. Uh, I had a Razor, and then they, um, were, they were sold to Google, and Google owned Motorola for a while, and then I believe they sold to Lenovo. So I'm not even sure who owns Motorola anymore, but uh, there you go. One of Victoria's favorite toys when she was growing up was a Barbie. Uh, of course, I think everybody knows one of my favorite toys was the $6 million Mandal, which I very proudly have here. Uh, it's in almost perfect condition. I also have an Oscar Goldman with the exploding briefcase, and my briefcase still explodes. I am missing the headset. So if you have a headset and you would like to uh, donate it or send it my way, I'll pay for the postage. Uh, so keep that in mind. But Barbie was one of Victoria's favorite toys. She had furniture and the little dog and and uh, a car. She had all that stuff. But apparently, Barbie's dream phone is going to become a reality. Uh, a journalist that was reporting apparently out of Spain was saying that uh, she's going to be getting her own phone. It's pink, it's sparkly, has her name on it. The Barbie flip phone is going to be made by a company called HMD. And uh, the company is, is the, the company that kind of acquired a lot of the Nokia assets. And they are partnering with uh, several brands uh, in the coming year to bring out some of these kind of branded iconic, nostalgic type of, of things. And one of the companies they're working with is Mattel. And we should be able to see it by the summer, June, July, August. You uh, should be able to see the Barbie phone. And so that would be pretty interesting. Miss Victoria, are you willing to give up your uh, iPhone for a pink, sparkly Barbie flip phone? No. What if it was... Purple? <laughs> okay, what if it was purple? Yes, I know you like purple. Yeah, let me ask you this. Let's say we're traveling all over the world, and you're on a cruise, no cellular service. Or we're in the jungle, no cellular service. You know, wouldn't it be nice just to kind of have a flip phone with a, like a minimal camera on it so that you don't have to worry about, oh, am I going to run out of battery? I find that my flip phones back in the day lasted way longer than any of my smart devices now. There's no scenario that you could see where you would... Well, you would get yourself a Barbie phone. No. Okay. Well, at least you're honest about it. Greatly appreciate it. 
Uh, I call this the battery phone. This is a phone that has a gigantic 18,000 milliamp hour battery attached to it. The thing is probably an inch, inch and a quarter thick. If you look at the thinness and the thickness of your Samsung or your iPhone or whatever, you know, it's maybe maybe a quarter of an inch, maybe a little bit thicker. This thing is humongous. And they've even shown a thicker version with a 28,000 milliamp hour battery. And it's just incredible. And the device itself has a hard, uh, a hard shell. It is going to be sold under the Energizer uh, brand, apparently. And it is, it's uh, also apparently rugged. It's supposed to be used for off-grid adventures, like we were talking about the jungle or the cruise. The talk time on this thing is over 120 hours. And the standby time is 2,200 hours or 2,200 hours or over 90 days. You won't have to charge up your phone for 90 days. Not that you can use it, but it'll be there if you need it for up to for over 90 days. It, it, it's heavy and it's thick and it does require a very large charger. Most of the iPhones and the Samsungs now have 20 watt charger. This thing is like a 40 watt charger or very close to it. Uh, when Apple first came out with the iPhone, a lot of people were very excited or maybe not so excited about the glass that they were using. Well, Motorola has said that starting this year, they're going to be using Gorilla Glass. And Apple, of course, touted this as being one of the strongest, one of the most scratch resistant, etc. And and uh, Corning, who is the company behind Gorilla Glass, has definitely made improvements, especially as they've seen you know, the, the volume that's come out of of the Samsung and Apple's phones. And Motorola is excited to announce that they're going to be offering Gorilla Glass on their smartphones starting this year. What kind of phone are you using? How do you feel about a watch phone? What other kind of wearable do you think you would be interested in having? Give us a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546, our toll-free telephone number, or drop us an email, show at onlinetonight.com. It's online tonight. I'm Max. Stay tuned. Online tonight. Hey, bookmark this. All right, staying on our theme for this day, leap year. Thursday is the 29th day of February. It happens every four years. Uh, What other years have had it? www.leapyearday.com. The site is presented by the Honor Society of Leap Year Day Babies, uh, who only grow or age once every four years. At least that's what my friend tells me. She's not 40. She's only 10. Uh, then she wouldn't be allowed to drive, but that's all right. It promotes Leap Day awareness and includes information and links associated with Leap Year and all of the fun people who were born on Leap Day. I'll have to see if her name is in that list because she is a lot of fun. That's www.leapyearday.com. That's this hour's 
bookmark this, brought to you by Anchor. You probably know Anchor for their dongles, as I call them, but they call them hubs. The Anchor 655 USB-C hub is an 8-in-1. It includes two USB 10-gig ports, uh, two SD card slots, a regular one and a micro one, Ethernet, audio, HDMI, pass-through port for power, all in one sleek little device. Available in two different colors. Check out all of the Anchor products at OLTTV.com slash A-N-K-E-R. That's OLTTV.com slash Anchor. Online tonight. If at first you don't succeed, destroy all evidence that you tried. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right, you're in history. I used to hate history as a kid. Uh, now I don't. Uh, now I don't. Uh, I don't mind them. Uh, today they were my grandparents, Bob and Joan. I have no idea what that means. Miss Victoria is trying to sit, tell me something, but I don't know what it is she's trying to tell me. Go ahead. You can say it on the air. What are you talking about? Okay. Don't read that out loud. All right. Fine. Uh, uh, this week in tech history, the first electric motor was patented in 1837. So if you like electric motors, then that's good. Uh, now I'm curious, what is this in regards to? Anyway, uh, 1949, first U.S. rocket to reach outer space. That happened in 1949. And uh, 1962, the first phone and TV satellite relays occurred. So you were able to uh, use a satellite phone, and they were able to broadcast the TV station out of New York to the satellite and then back down to Earth uh, to relay stations, and that occurred in 1962. 2010, Apple sells its 10th billionth song on iTunes. Uh, They were very excited about their... Uh, assistance to the RIAA, and uh, you know we've we've always been kind of anti-piracy here, especially with Napster and and how the artists have rights as well, and and just because you're not selling it to somebody else doesn't make it good. And if you believe in karma and all that stuff, and Apple really made and had to really sell it hard to the record labels to say, hey. You know we're gonna we're going to allow people to buy digital copies of your music for a dollar, and we're gonna give you X number of of, of uh, coins for every song that we sell. And not every label wanted to do it initially because they were worried that it was just gonna become this you know uh, free world just distribution with no actual revenue. But Apple really kind of helped change the business when it came to legal media downloads. And they sold their 10, 10 billionth one in 2010. So that's pretty good. I wanted to share with you, I'm sitting, I was here looking at my watch to see uh, how many songs I have on my iTunes player thing that I have. And I... Uh, someone forwarded me this article, and I thought this is kind of interesting. It's uh, again from this company that I can't uh, that I have trouble saying. I'm going to say Xiaomi, 
Uh, it's spelled X I A O M I. I think it's either a Chi- I think it's a Chinese company. I'm going to say Shaw Me is the name of the company, and they have a new watch called the S3. They also showed that off at the same uh, conference that Motorola showed their bendable uh, candy phone. Uh, they showed off a watch that no other watch that I've seen, smartwatch, that I've seen has. Like, I have a custom uh, band on mine, on my watch. I didn't really like the silicon ones, and I, I didn't like the braided ones. So I got myself a, you know, a traditional metal band that's very similar to, you know, the graduation watch that I was given to that my parents gave me for graduating high school. And then I got a different one from college and, and things like that. It's kind of like watches are kind of a thing, I guess, in, in our family. And I wanted to have a nice traditional metal band. And I have that. But you can't really change the face. Yes, you can change the face on the display. You can make it look different. But what a Xiaomi is doing is you can unscrew the bezel around the screen and you can replace it for a completely different look. So let's say you want to have a square type face. They got that. If you want to have a round face, then you can have that. It was it was pretty interesting. And of course, they're going to be selling watch bands or straps that will match it. Uh, those come in, you know, yellow, chrome, uh, rainbow colors, ocean blue, and they have different bezels that you can t- screw on there, and uh, and they're they're painted. They're they're graphically consistent with your band choice, or you can mix and match, do whatever you want. So that that looked pretty interesting. I thought that was a lot of fun. What else do you find fun? That's always a good question. I uh, Miss Victoria found it fun to rewatch the Marvels, and one of the funnier scenes is when. Uh, is she captain? Yes, captain. What's the captain's name again? They go to they go to Ms. Marvel's home, and her parents are hilarious. But they they go to Ms. Marvel's home, and she goes, "Oh, is that the new iPad?" And the captain lady says, "No, it's not." But what is cool about that unit is that it is a see-through tablet, and I'm very curious i just can't wait really until lenovo comes out with their tablet but they've already started to show off their transparent laptop and it is so cool to look at it looks like an acrylic sign but instead of just etching a name and then shining a light through it it shows your desktop and you can see right through it we saw a lot of see-through tvs and and panels like that at at ces in january it was pretty exciting Uh, but now you can Get it on a laptop and soon probably on a tablet. Don't forget to visit our website, onlinetonight.com. Online Tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host Maxwell Smart. Producer and other hats worn by Victoria Smart. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers.